This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast, Jack, I felt like the people deserved a pretty good yo because we've been gone for a little while. Yeah, now full disclosure because you don't lie, lie to the High Hopes listeners. That was your third try. Um, and it, it was, was my third try. Not my fault. No. The technology's fault. I know. Which is, You fair. know what I might do? I might cut your first yo and then put it in there. And so it doesn't. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. I'll cut your first yo. And then I'll, I'll put oh, that in there. So everyone's going to be so confused when they hear the good yo versus that yo, which was not bad. <laughs> it was just it was just very raspy. It was like it was a raspy yo. Yeah. Well, you know, you only got so many yo's in you in a given sitting if you're really going to go for it. Jack. Right. I mean, and that's you, the way it is. And I will give you credit. You always go for it. So um, I, I, it's what I do, buddy. It's who I am. Yes. That's what real we do quick, on this podcast. Real quick. To all the tweets and all the people thank you for caring that we were gone so much we just our vacations seemed to coincide where jack was away one week and i was away the exact next week yeah. so dynamite we timing ap- dynamite we, timing we, we per apologize. usual we apologize we yes apologize. it was uh it was good to get away you know i went out to the west coast um i was not i was actually mad because i wanted to possibly see a mariners game and uh they were on a road trip so i didn't get to see uh, that but it's funny because you know i guess you just ne- like when you're here every day and you're you're doing the daily, uh, you know, thinking about what we're going to talk about and trying to find something to talk about, like you never, yeah. You know, when you disconnect and get away from it, like you kind of just you get stuck in your own thoughts. And I was saying to myself, like halfway, because we were hiking a lot, we were hiking all over the West. Um, mm-hmm. So like, obviously, me and Jill aren't going to talk the whole time. I mean, <laughs> you I mean, know, come on, yeah. I mean, we've been together forever. Like, what else can well, we really spe- add? To- especially you too, because you know, like halfway through the hike, you're probably like wheezing and well you know, mm, that's not totally true i'm getting i'm getting in better shape <laughs> i'm getting in better shape i didn't even complain once on a really hard hike it was like four wow. and a half it was like four and a half miles basically uphill um wow. and uh i didn't complain once but when we were out there hiking you know you start thinking about things you know it's kind of disturbing how much i think about the phillies like oh yeah buddy like you're just really just coming to this it took a hike in the middle of nowhere in in the great northwest for you to come to this conclusion that every single person who listens to this podcast came to forever ago. Dude, I think about the Phillies a lot. Like, like it's, 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 I, I often ask Jill, like when we go on like hikes and like, like, well, what are you thinking about? And she'll say like, like trees or whatever. And I'm just sitting there like, am, am I an idiot? Like all I'm doing <laughs> is just walking and just thinking about like trade scenarios, draft scenarios, like <laughs> <laughs> this team getting might, hot again. We might have to we might have to name this podcast Am I an idiot? <laughs> well, I mean it would be it would be fair, but I was just sitting there like really? Yeah. Is this all is this, lot, all, is this all you think about? Here's what I'll tell you. When uh, my concurrent vacation or or you know, right after yours vacation, right. what I realized is that when you have to take the hassle of taking a a child to the beach mm-hmm. you don't think about stuff much you think about the kid and that's it so i was i was saved from that jack i didn't have to think about it as much yeah and and i think we picked a pretty good week or i picked a good week to go away because i think that was the week of the uh high leverage neftali 
(laughs) (laughs) which didn't go well. Well, Oh, but we have so much to say about Joe Girardi. I picked a bad week. They were like four and two when I was gone. So (laughs) with some like run barrages, it's like, oh, now the offense shows up and decides to just crush baseballs while I'm away. I feel like I should stay on vacation. I would love to. Can I can I do that? Oh, that'd be a real shame. (laughs) <laughs> I will say, Jack, we never lie to thy hopes. Yes, yes, it is. It is the court edict of what we do here. Not going to lie. I probably watched as much Phillies on my vacation as Jim Nance was watching at the same wow. time. So to say, probably very little. I'm guessing Jim is not tuning into many Phillies games. Well, it was so, probably it was probably a good time to disconnect. When I was out West, I was trying to watch the Phillies. But, you know, you know I don't know if you know this, but there's a time difference. And is there really? Yeah, no. I, w- I wasn't wow. sure if you were aware, but it was for I'm, I, I'm just happy you let everyone listening know, because that's the kind of thing that could really mess with people if they didn't know that. Yeah. So like if you ever if you ever plan on making a trip out west, just make sure you know that there is a time change. <laughs> and when it's seven o'clock here, it's four o'clock out there. So it's harder to keep up with stuff. So, yeah. you know, wow. I was like getting off off hikes or, or driving and be like four o'clock and I didn't want to waste all my uh, uh, all my data, you know, using the the Odyssey app to um, listen to games. So, um, yeah, I tried to watch when I could. I saw the Nola start against the Marlins, which I was not a big fan of. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was it was a, it was a good time to disconnect. But I gotta be honest, like no matter how much I hate them, and boy, if I <laughs> hated the Phillies, oh, most I know this where you're year. going, and I, it's it, it's unbelievable. Like how many times, Jack? Yeah, but it's not even – I know because you think I'm going to talk myself back into the Phillies, which, of course, yeah, I have. I but think you're already doing it. No, yes. In the process yes. of it. Yeah, no, I'm all the way back in. I'm, yeah, I am, I am ready to be hurt again. But yes. uh, I got back on Friday. I know they just played brutal against the Mar- or Marlins, and I was like, I can't wait to go home and watch the Phillies. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just – it was good to be back, and I <laughs> barely missed a pitch since. I hate missing Phillies games. I uh, know. I tried to tune in my luck. So on a family vacation, turns out a lot harder to do stuff you want to do by yourself because there's kids everywhere and all right. that stuff. Sounds so miserable, by the way. That well, the only game I got to tune into a little bit of was the freaking rain delay game, which was an awesome game. But I kept tuning in and it kept going to rain delays. And I'm like, I don't have time right now for a rain delay. So right. I didn't get to see the end. And you know, at least they won it, Jack. At least they won it. Yes, they did. They did. They did. They and did. listen. They did. They did. And got to be honest, starting to play good ball. I know. All right, let's get into it. I, I, I Shocking we're eight minutes into this and, and have not talked about the draft yet, but we'll get there. Oh. Honestly, Jack, I had, to, I had to tell Jack that we couldn't only talk draft and lead draft. I know. So we'll get to the draft. We'll get to the draft quickly. Let's talk a little Phillies baseball. For, actually, before we do, okay. the most important reason we're here right now talking before Phillies game tonight. Uh, by the way, Joe Girardi's lineup, we'll get to that too. <laughs> uh, but the main reason we're talking is because we want you to come hang out with us. We're hanging out this Saturday at Four Fingers Brewing in Aston, PA. We are going to be there for the Phillies game, a 405 start. I'm finishing my radio show in Boston right over there. Jack's going to be brag. there earlier. Uh, hang out with us. Phillies Red Sox, it's an awesome game. Let's go. Come hang out with us, right, Jack? Oh, listen, and I called my dad this morning because I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want to get there and there not be any high hops but there is plenty of high hops well so done. so 
So Ross, the well only done, the only disappointment. Don't forget, your this is going to be the record of your dad being asked about the Phillies. I know. I can already see his face. He's just going to be like, "Yeah, I got no idea. I'm sorry." Um, the only disappointing part is that we got Pivetta Nola on Sunday and not Saturday. Yeah, that would have been yeah. like too perfect. I, I mean, know. Why would the Phillies make it perfect for us? Right. 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 I mean, but I'm excited. Especially Nola Nola back at the scene of the crime in Boston. I know. I mean, you know? death taxes and Aaron Nola in Boston. Am I right? <laughs> you better be good because that's a myth that we can't have. That I can't, I can't emotionally handle Fenway Nola not being a thing. I just can't. I can't. It's it's so mythic to me, Jack. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and I'm I'm thoroughly looking. It's it is pretty awesome. Um. It is pretty awesome going from Wrigley to Fenway in one week. Like for yeah. for us and and our listeners, just to be able to nerd out at these two ballparks has been uh, is going to be uh, an absolute treat. So the um, two ballparks. I mean, yes. literally the two. The the only two. If you could only go to two ballparks in the sport, every true baseball fan would pick. Yeah. Those two. Uh, by so the way, far. real quick on Saturday, uh, we don't have a food truck or anything, but there is a pizza place right next door. If you want to grab pizza from there. Um, you can bring your own food or whatever you want to do. So, um, and it's going to be probably inside because I think it might rain, but, uh, we have a big enough TV where we can all watch. So come hang out. Uh, there'll be high hops there for you to drink. There'll be high hops there for you to take home and other beers as well. Yeah. And we'll be there. And we'll, with us. the most important part is that we'll yeah. be there and we, and hopefully like if I know the Phillies, like I think I know the Phillies, James, like they're going to make, they're going to mix in a heartbreaker, right? Oh, buddy, it's going to be a a 6-0 lead in the third, 6-3 in the fifth, 6-5 in the seventh, and then, you know, soul-crushing walk-off in the ninth. Matthew Devers is going to break my heart because I love him so much. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to watch a heartbreaking Phillies loss with anyone else. Oh, buddy, I can't wait. I can't please come out and hang with us. We we did High Hopes Night. It was the best thing that we've done, just getting a chance to meet all the— Disease Phillies fans like right. us and the people who listen. And we, as we always say, we feel like it's a community here. And and so please come hang if you can. It'll be fun. All right. Let's actually talk some Phillies for a little bit before we get out of here. Um, the bats, Jack. Let's start with the positives before I bring up Joe freaking Girardi's name. The <laughs> bats coming alive a little bit. Harper, you love to see the game where we're in July, Jack, and he's missed time. And that's why. But a guy's OPS jumps 50 points in one night or whatever it was. That's always fun to see. Um, what do you think about the bats coming alive a little bit? McCutcheon has been really nails for the last month and a half, two months, really, you know, a, a productive offensive player for them. Hoskins seems to be getting back into one of his hotter streaks. DD back, we, we, you know, the defense, you know, not, no, not good. Not but, great. But, you know, the bat back in the lineup, starting to see, look, if you are going to be positive, you're going to, I would think, as not the one on this podcast who, who easily talks themselves back in, not I, I think the best way to talk yourself into this team is to say this offense is back together. It has not come close to its potential. It could carry this team. Yeah, and, and it, that's the way they were built. I mean, they yeah, weren't. That was the point, right? Yeah, they weren't built to, to be this stalwart defensive team or this team with a couple aces to get the, get the job Let's done. Let's hope not, right? Because if they were built to be a defensive stalwart, then these people really have no idea what they're doing. Exactly. So, and, and at some point, you got to trust the back of the baseball card. I mean, that's that's one of the staples of baseball is trusting the back of the baseball card and, until I guess you get to a certain age where uh, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Um, but because it, it is just frustrating because. You know, 
but it's not frustrating from the standpoint of like the season, but you know, going forward, you, you project them to be better, but like one through eight, if these guys are, are kind of going, it's a really tough lineup. I mean, uh, Odubel's in, a, in he's scuffling, obviously, um, and whatever, but o- him, Segura, uh, Real Muto, Harper, ha- uh, he's been batting McCutcheon, Hoskins, um, D.D. Bohm. Like, that's a really deep lineup if these guys uh, start producing the way we know they can. And just the fact that McCutcheon's doing what he's doing, I mean, I think he has like a 990-ish OPS since, since June 1st, which is insane. Um, and it's just, it, it's great because, because McCutcheon's hot and he's playing well, like he's a really fun guy to, to watch. Although, I mean, he is down like 10 to Dusty Wathen. Like, I think he needs to figure it out on the, uh, yeah, buddy. It's one of the, the under talked about big stories. Yeah. It's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Like even like mathematically you would think. Yeah. I mean, figure it out, but, <laughs> but much like, um, you know, his batting this year, he's a slow starter. So I expect him to kind of figure it out like in it. the, in the, in the Rock River Scissors games. But you know, Bryce is just smoking the ball. I mean, it's he's in one of those streaks where it feels like anything that's close to the plate, he's hitting hard, and it, it's glorious to see. And it honestly, it's just made me think, like, man, what kind of Bryce season were we in for if he didn't get hit in the face? I, dude, Jack, Jack, it's the like single biggest Phillies thought in my head right now. Like, he was one of the best players in baseball for the first three weeks of the season. Like, it's, I'm so with you, buddy. Because because the the guy we're seeing right now is the guy that we saw before he got hit in the face, and that was a guy that was on track to be an MVP candidate, on track to definitely be an All Star. It is mildly frustrating that he's not going to be an All Star yet as a Philly, and also like Bryce, you were going to go to the All Star game. I mean, let's call it for what it is. You were going to go to the All Star. So lame, dude. <laughs> Bryce, we we get your back with all the stuff, but th- this one's pretty lame. Like. Just say it's a bummer. Just say, yeah, I would have liked to be yeah. an all-star, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll use it as fuel. How about that? Yeah. Make it a chip on your right. shoulder, big dog. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to go to the party anyway. Um, so yeah. I'm uh, happy I wasn't invited. I know everyone else in my grade is going, but I didn't want to go. By the way, real quick, what do you think Middleton's reaction would have been if Bryce didn't want to go? Like <laughs> maybe he's supposed to be marketing the Phillies, but um, yeah. But either way, like if if you get this Bryce for the rest of the year, I don't care if he goes to the All Star game or not. Um, like if if we're getting a Bryce that's you know hitting around two eighty to three hundred, um, you know hitting balls out of the ballpark, finally mixed in a uh, <laughs> mixed yeah, in a non solo homer. Shot. What a miracle! Yeah. Also, don't believe him that he didn't know about that stat either. Um, yeah. So, Such lies. Yeah, so, so. Every, it's all everyone talked about. Like, I know. Come on, dude. I know. I know. And for as bad as DD's look defensively, he's still hitting the ball in the ballpark a little bit. Um, boy, do I, like, I, I, this can be an official high hopes position, but I don't think that Alec Bohm's fifth homer should count. I mean, like, it was off Eric Sogard. You know, I need him to actually drive the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, come on. That that doesn't count. Like, Reese's counts because it goes 450 and all yeah. that stuff. But, but, but And he's been hitting home 380. runs. It was, like, barely over. Yeah, it's like, come on. Come on. Can we, can, we, can we drive the ball out of the ballpark? You know, can we do some damage? Enough with the, like, you know what hurts the most about Boehm is that, you know, I have I have long been anti-Derek Jeter. And, like, we're, we're, we're trending towards Boehm's best outcome being a slap-hitting third baseman Derek Jeter like that's that's what we're looking towards here Are you kidding me like but Derek just a Derek Jeter light would be a dream right now like come Jack. on come on get the get the get the ball in the air and drive it out of the ballpark I'm starting to get sick and tired of it but yeah especially if you're going to be a first baseman in the future yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Need a little more. Yeah. He'll he'll get. I I I still believe very strongly that he's going to figure it out. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I think he's going to figure it out. He's going to be uh, dominant for a long time. But yeah, the the offense is good. I mean, Segura. <laughs> speaking of a guy that should be at the All Star game, I mean, he's up to three thirty yeah. now. But it's yeah, a, it just meant too much time. If he hadn't, he's definitely playing like an All Star. Yeah, and they're healthy. I mean, they're, they're probably the healthiest team in the in the NL East right now, which is a good place to be in. Um, and and it's why tonight is just so massive. Um, I mean, you're heading into the All Star break. You you can't like splitting against this Cubs team who has been down in the dumps for the last, you know, 11 games would, would not be a good outcome. So, um, and I, we're not really previewing the game, but like tonight is, is probably the biggest game of the season. Yeah. And as a lot have been to this point, but absolutely taking three of four, it's just a, such a different thing, especially cause like, look, when you just look at it mathematically with this team and look, maybe no team in the division gets 90 wins, maybe it's 88, 89, but if we're taking right now, heading into tonight, they're 41 and 43. Like to get to 90 wins, they have to go 49 and 29 over the rest of the season. There's a 41 and 43 team. Like they have to find a way to start to string. Cause, cause as we know, like it, it's unfair to think that this group of guys is going to win nine or 10 straight. Right. I mean, the mm-hmm. evidence is not there. Mm-mm. Five is the max. Mm-mm. Like they have to find a way to, to, to consistently win series. You know, they have to find a way to consistently take three of four, two of three, two of three. Cause otherwise they're never going to be able to get to the, the mid to high eighties number, which is going to be at least, at least the minimum you're going to need to win this division. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, and it comes down to the offense. I mean, they, that's what they get paid to do. This team was built on offense. They weren't built on defense. They were projected to have a good top three and they were projected to have a, um, a good but not great bullpen. I mean, it comes down to this offense can figure it out, and I think they have done a good job recently. I think they're doing a good job at the plate. Um, there, there's, you know, like last night, I do wonder how that game turns out if Bohm's safe at second base and uh, Joe brings in Alvarado instead of Brockton. Like, and because I felt what was like he doing, yeah, I mean, jo- like it's like Peterson's right. numbers are. I mean, I don't even need to look at the numbers. I've played enough fantasy baseball in my life to know that Jock Peterson only hits right in and pitching. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, it was it was a strange, especially because you know you you took him out of the closers role for situations like that. So, yes. um, yeah, it was he used it, it, it was him. It wasn't like he was down for the night. No, of course, I know, I know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, the man. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Right. Let's get to All him, right. and then we'll get to the pitching after because, like, man, and tonight's lineup, as as you, I saw you point out on Twitter, we are you know four games away from the All Star break, and he's sitting Hoskins and McCutcheon like. I just, I don't understand what this guy's doing, Jack. On a night-to-night basis, I honestly think right now, with the lineup back and everyone healthy, kind of, like, Joe Girardi's my biggest concern with this team. Like, this guy, we always say, oh, managers don't really win or lose games. Like, it feels like this guy is actively playing a role in the Phillies losing games far more often than actively playing a role in winning, or even actively just not playing a role. Like, Girardi's been bad. Yeah, and it's, and it's... Every decision he's made, it seems like with the bullpen, has just backfired. I mean, it, it seems like it's the same thing under Gabe. Like you would think you would luck into one, <laughs> like luck into one of these big right? moves working right? out, and it just it just hasn't. It's 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 absurd. And and tonight is just an example, and I, uh, it's just an example of using too much numbers. Like it's just, I understand. How does numbers not like how does numbers not tell you what to do against Jock Peterson? Well, like, it's it's that. But even the lineup tonight, like I know the guy has you know. He, he he sucks against lefties and he's great against righties or whatnot. 
but you're still taking out your a guy who's hot, or two guys that are hot, your number one RBI guy for for Brad Miller for for Travis Jankowski. Like, well, especially against a guy like Albert Alzale, it's not like we're talking about some stud who's way better against lefty or righties and lefties. Like, we're talking about no one to worry. You don't shift your lineup and change your game plan completely against Albert Alzale. Yeah, I know. Like, it, I don't think right-handers can't possibly do damage against them. Like, you're you're you're, you're taking you're taking out your two hottest hitters for Travis Jankowski and Brad Miller. Like that, at the simple breaking it down, that's what you're doing. Also, if you want to fully commit to it, Nappy's a lefty hitter. You might as well just put him out there as well instead instead of JT. Like I, it's just it's just like what do you just stop stop overthinking it. Just stop overthinking it. Feels like everything with him is just an overthinking. You don't have to you don't have to do all this crazy stuff. He has calmed down with the double switching, which is which has been nice to see. But like, dude, just just you're four days from the All Star break. Like, you need to win this game. Let's have our best players out there and not have it come down to Travis Jankowski. Yeah. I'm, I'm very with you. Well, I should say, because it just doesn't make Jankowski, any sense. Jankowski's been a nice bench player. Like, he's a nice guy to have in your team, it turns out. Like, the the worst first impression you could ever possibly make. Like, he's fine. I like Travis Jankowski as a fourth, fifth outfielder who plays every once in a while. Like, you don't not play McCutcheon in in this spot for him. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And, and Alzley is way better against righties and lefties, but I'm with you. It just feels like, so you think it's an over an over reliance on analytics. Cause it just feels like whether it's anal, cause again, analytics doesn't explain why you don't put Alvarado in, in that spot. So I just, well, I know. I and, know. and I know Brogdon's been good against lefties this year, but like you, you got another guy at the plate as well. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has no shot against lefties versus a guy what? who has a good shot against righties. Like it's like 8:30 OPS career against righties and like a 5:30 OPS against lefties. It's like drastic. Yes. Yes. So, whatever. Yeah. It's it's and I and I thought he was getting better with it. Like I, I hope that with Ranger back there as a closer, that you know these guys can start filling in underneath that. Um, but again, it's just it seems like every night he makes a decision where I'm like. What are we doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense in this situation. So, yeah, the biggest obstacle the Phillies might have towards getting hot, staying hot, and making a legitimate playoff run is their manager. Yeah. I can't believe it. What a time. I'm with you. What a time. What a time. All right. Any uh, pitching thoughts? I mean, we've missed so many starts and so many whatever since we last spoke. Just any general thoughts on the staff or the bullpen before we get to the, you know, most important stuff. Ah, oh, which is the draft. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, I actually I, I got one other thing before the draft. I am I am okay. in on on range of the closer. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, uh, Hector's protectors didn't go well for us, which is you know, classic. Um, but I the moment we said it. Yes, yes. But I like I like what Ranger brings to the back end of the bullpen because I mean I don't think he's a long term closer. I don't know if he's a, a great closer or all of that. But at the moment. I like having a guy back there that I know will A, throw strikes, and B, is not afraid to attack hitters. And that's what you need at the back end of a bullpen if you're trying to, you know, close out a game and not have guys or not have teams start feeling momentum. And I I like the idea of having Ranger back there. Now, it's good that 
Bailey Falter has emerged as a guy that can kind of do what Ranger was doing before he became a back uh, back end option. Um, now Bailey didn't pitch well the other night, but it was you know it was a fifteen to four ball game. He's just trying to get strikes and get out of there. It's a weird spot that he put him in there. Too. Well, yeah, it's another, another thing. It's another thing. It's like, I didn't. What you, I, what, what, it didn't make any sense. You have to me. Brandon Kinsler. You have all these guys. Yeah, it was like what were you doing? Fifty? Why are you like just wasting Falter there when he's one? Like one of one on your staff now, like with Suarez, in terms of what he can give you, that made no sense to me. I, I know. I mean, I know he doesn't like he doesn't like uh, letting relievers sit for for three days. So maybe that was it. Like, and he had he had sit for for three days before that. But um, so I mean, it could just be that. But it's yeah, still, it's like I'm it's sure it was that. But it's just, you know. <laughs> Not All the right these time bad for decisions it. pile up, and they lead to the next bad decision, which causes like now Falter can't go the next game or this or that. Like, and it's just it all has this domino effect, and it just feels like every decision's wrong. Yeah, yeah, every decision has pretty much been wrong. So, fun times. Uh, Matt Moore back? No, Matt. Uh, I look, know. Uh, better than before. Better. He's definitely better than he was, but still probably bad. Yeah, not good. Um, and Nola again. It's just. You know, it's just he can he's just he's just not he's not consistent enough. He's just not like he'll get he'll have a bad inning and then he'll settle down. But he ha- he lets the big inning happen and that those come back to bite him. Um, he still gets nibbly, you know, around the strike zone. He still really slows down his momentum. Um, you know, I think he's I think he's better. I think he's getting better. Um, like I don't expect to have the blow ups like we had seen earlier in the year. And, and I, the the part I do like is that he's striking out more guys. Um, so that should lead to success, but it is just, it's just, it's just not, it's not fun to watch right now. Like he is not, uh, he has not been enjoyable to watch from, uh, from a pitching standpoint. So I, I need him to figure it out because this team has no shot at making a run if, if Aaron Nola is and isn't pitching to Aaron Nola standards. So, um, you know, I think he's doing some good things, but again, it's just, he could just never take the, the, the jump, you know, he can never just have the shutdown inning. He can never you know, prevent a big inning from happening and then just giving them seven innings of two runs and less. Like, he hasn't done that this year. So, um, again, with it, the Cubs start was equally as frustrating as the rest of the season has been. All right, and I'm with you. Um, one guy who has not been that and, and recognized for it, Zach Wheeler, all-star Zach Wheeler, uh, like as well-deserved an all-star as the Phillies, you know, as you could possibly have, not a... You know, we need a guy. It figured he would be the only all-star, right, Jack? Zach Wheeler, clear all-star, deserves it. He said he'd never won any award in his professional career. He's never been a player of the week, month, any of that stuff. So psyched for him. He deserves it. Look, it's nice that the Phillies have two all-stars since 2013, the first time since 2013. But, I mean, does JT really deserve to be an all-star this year, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably not. I haven't watched JT this year and thought All Star, especially because he's barely hit the ball the last month of the year or last month heading into it. So, um, yeah, but he's you know widely regarded as best catcher in baseball. So whatever. I mean, he's there. He's gonna do it. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Nothing from JT's game this year is screamed All Star. Also, uh, I think he's up to 14 straight without catching a guy stealing in second base. So uh, yeah, what's going on with that? Any thoughts? Um, no, I, that's just out of nowhere. I mean, that was, you know, I yeah. mean, that's, 
of all the things you theoretically could criticize him for, that has not been one. No, it's not. I, I, I personally think it's it's more on the pitchers than anything, and, and guys are kind of picking their that spots. That would make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's like not trying or his arms going down or any of that stuff. I just, you know, he's also he, the one thing is that he he hasn't been as accurate as he was his first two years. Like, I mean, his first two years, every every ball was right at the the glove, and this year he's been a little low. Um, so you know, hopefully he can fix that. But yeah, I think I think it's fourteen or fifteen straight against JT. So. Um, yeah, and Bryce not being an all-star in year three is a little frustrating, but he did get hit in the face this year. So Yeah, look, we, we know. The official high hopes position, because we're seeing it now and we saw it before, if Bryce Harper doesn't get hit in the face, he's starting in the all-star game. Yeah. So it's just what it is. It's okay. Bleep happens, as they say, Jack. Well, well, and and people forget, you know, 2008, Ryan Howard did not make the, the all-star mm, game, and then, he almost, and then he almost won MVP. So yeah. I expect well Bryce said. to do the same. Yeah, yeah, done. He, uh, Bryce Harper, top three for MVP. You heard it here. Wow. All right, uh, all right. Uh, we're we're way too deep into this. Uh, the floor is yours. Real quick, the only thing I'll say in the draft is well done by the Phillies having Charlie Manuel be the representative for the draft. That's just strong, good vibes out there in Denver. Jack, I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm turning my mic off, as they say. Not literally, but that's what they say. The floor is yours. Well, that'd be pretty boring. It'd be pretty boring if I'm just <laughs> sitting here talking to myself. Um, yes. So, full disclosure, um, the draft is here on Sunday. And oh, we didn't bring Keith Law on this time to tell me that, you know, they're not going to high school, <laughs> take a high school pitcher. Um, so, it's just, just me this time. It's just me. Yeah, good. <laughs> I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. And I, I kid you not, um, Saturday morning I woke up. Uh, you know, I snuck out, I snuck it downstairs while Jill was still sleeping and I was, you know, on my computer, just starting to look or not starting because I've been looking at a lot of draft stuff. Um, this is probably the most invested I've been in a draft class. Just like, wow. Well, just just because like I've started to get more and more into it. Like I've been reading these articles since like, I don't know, like October. I I would read them during, uh, the pregame Eagles stuff. So yeah, this is like going back to last August. I'm ready for this draft. Um, so so it's been a big culmination. And um, so Saturday I sneak downstairs and I'm doing some research. And I found, first off, found on YouTube, have no fear. I found the Baseball Factory, All-American Classic, all three hours of it. So I was able to, wa- I was able to watch some of that. Thank goodness. I know. I, was, I know. I was like really nervous about yeah, that Jack. yeah yeah so uh, you can all sleep well i was able to find it which is great a collective sigh of relief yep. just came from the entire high hopes listener so i went in the living room and i sat down and i turned on the tv and i go to see what mlb network has and then bang they have their top 100 prospects thing going oh so i'm it? just i'm just sitting there 10 o'clock on a saturday morning <laughs> sipping coffee watching the top 100 game can um, i just say lucky yes. jill Lucky Joe. Oh, she. No one's. Yeah. No one's lucky. lucky luckier Jill. to have a husband like me than Joe. Yes, yeah, she is. Joe. She thanks her lucky stars every day she wakes up. So, <laughs> um, um. Also, she slept till eleven that day, like a teenager, which is very disappointing. Um, but either way, either way, either way. Um, yeah. So, I, and I got up at a commercial break to go get more coffee, and I, I was walking back, and I caught myself just smiling. And I just, <laughs> dude, I One kid those, you. Look in the look in the mirror as you're walking by, and you just see the big bleep eaten grin there. Dude, and you're like, yeah, buddy. I am just in my element. 
I'm just so I'm so giddy. I'm so giddy. Like, and I, and what sucks is that like I don't really have anyone to talk draft with. Um, like I've been I've been texting with uh, uh, Rob at uh, the Reels Muto on on Twitter, and we we're like the biggest draft guys. Also, Pavetta hype. And, and Pavetta hype, it, you know, it's time to give your real name. Like, I'm just sick. And, <laughs> like, I, I, every time I catch myself DMing him, I'm like, I'm just DMing with a guy named Pavetta hype. You know, <laughs> like, like, what's your real name? Anyway, so I have like no one to talk. Jack Fritz, yeah. it turns out. Yeah, so I have no one yes. to talk draft with other than other than those guys, and I've just been tw- tweeting and texting their ear off. So it's been a big moment. It's been a big moment. I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for the podcast. I can't wait to see who they're going to draft. If I had to trust one guy in the entire Phillies organization, it is Brian Barber. There is no yes. one. There is no what one. What a good thing to hear. Yeah. That, honestly, that should be the guy that every Phillies fan should want to be the most trusted. Yeah, I trust him. I trust Brian. And and this is no slight to 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 Ochard or Herg or Robles. Like I, I have a lot of faith in in UPD guys, but Brian Barber is a guy that like gets it. Loves tools, loves loud stuff, loves guys that throws hard, uh, loves toolsy players. And the nice part now, James, and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot, like the nice part now about where the Phillies are at, and some people won't believe this, but just trust trust your boy on this one. Um, like they actually have guys that can develop this talent. Like like they're not taking they're not taking uh, Anthony Hewitt. And just letting him go down there and see what he can do. Like they'll if they draft a toolsy guy in this year's draft. Like I fully believe that the guys down there can get the most out of him. If they, if they take a guy with with suspect uh, velo, I anticipate that they can get the most out of that down there. They're not just taking guys. Like the most frustrating part about following the Phillies drafts from like 2014 to 2017 was when they would take some crappy Cal State Fullerton pitcher who would throw like 89 miles an hour. And then he would just stay there for four years, but he could he could throw strikes, you know, because that matters when everyone's throwing a hundred. So um, it's nice that we're turning towards a modern organization. But Brian Barber is a guy that I have the utmost faith in. He just likes to get big, toolsy dudes, and I I I just I can't wait to see what he does in the draft. I mean, like last year's draft was amazing. I mean, Mick Abel's already being talked about as one of like, the five best pitching prospects in baseball. Called it. Um, like Casey Martin's all tools up. Like they, 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 they in the in the in the uh, free agent period, they assigned all the guys that are 100 miles an hour. Crazy concept. Crazy concept. So I just I, I can't wait to see what he's gonna do. Like it's it's honestly better than it's better than Christmas. It's better than Christmas. It really is. Like it's it's better than walking down stairs or whatever and seeing the trees light up and all the presents under the tree because I believe that Brian Barber's gonna get the job done. Honestly, you have gotten me excited, Jack. I know. Like, I, I, I can feel the energy coming through the microphone, through the headphones. This is I know. This is awesome. Uh, this is listen, awesome. if he if he drafts if he drafts a couple players that I'll get well, that's to. What, that's where that's where we're going. All right. So All right. we need we need the official hashtag Fritz list and you have to do it. I I know there are some guys you like, multiple guys, whatever. Like give us those guys, but save the best for last. I need the official. The draft is on Sunday. Last pod before the draft. Okay. The official Fritz guy. Okay. So, so you want the guy first. You don't want the build up to the guy. No, no. I want the build up. Okay. I want the build up. I want so, the other guys, and then best for last, the guy. Oh, so so what I did is I wrote the guys I would be upset with, 
the guys I'd be okay with and the guys that I would love. This is perfect. So, this is perfect. And then the, the top, yes, top dog. Yes, yes. Perfect. Guys I'd be upset with. Number one is Sal Fralick. He is probably going top 10, so he probably won't be there at 13. But, like, and I think he's a fine player. I just worry that they're, they're, he's a 5'9 center fielder that ha- his best tool is, like, is hit. But it's not, like, power. You know, it's basically, it's like drafting another Hazley. But pr- he's definitely better than Hazley. It's just, like, I don't need, it's a safe pick. I don't want a safe pick. At 13, I need I need a, a shot at a superstar. I mean, like, Mick Abel falling to them last year was a shot at, at getting a frontline starter, and he looks like he's developing into that. Like taking a taking a safe safe outfielder um, who is five nine, just it would not sit well with me, James. Yeah, I believe that. I'm with you. Don't take that guy. Uh, number number two guy. Especially, be- look after Scott Kingery. Like I've got a little bit of an aversion to to short, you know, guys like that. I know it's not right. There's some great short players. Right. You know, well, Pedroia- I'm, I'm still a little. Still a gun shy. Pedroia with more talent with Scott Kingery. So, yeah, yeah. Speaking that, that, that proved to be a really good call right there. <laughs> Speaking of Scott Kingery, there's a guy named Matt McLean who is from UCLA, and so a couple years ago in the Boehm draft, do you remember Nick Madrigal? Of course, I know Nick Madrigal, the right. major league player who was doing very good before I think, he got hurt. I think his contact rate within the strike zone was a hundred percent. Like I don't think he swung and missed once before he got hurt. For- pretty amazing yeah so that's like a and and he's not even that valuable because he doesn't drive the ball out of the ballpark but like he'll hit 300 and and whatever um but still he went fourth in the draft and he's a he's like a unicorn when it comes to putting the bat on the ball like that's a special you can see why they drafted him right like matt mcclain is basically a, a worse version of nick madrigal who's also not that valuable you know so like why would i take him at 13 you know yeah, what I mean? it doesn't sound great to me right right good player he'll be a, a good pro it's just like why? That's not you. You need to swing for the fences more than Matt McLean. You so, need a much higher ceiling. Yes. Uh, Ty Madden. Now this might surprise people, but like, so when you look at so Ty Madden's this this right-hander from Texas that can get up to 99 miles an hour and all that stuff. It's just like it's weird because his fastball is not that good for how hard he throws it. And we're getting to the point now with fastballs where we they're so scrutinized and so well. Um, you know, the, the the so well versed in fastballs that even if you throw ninety eight, it doesn't matter because if it's not if it doesn't have the right like horizontal movement or vertical movement, then it's just not even a good fastball. So we're at the point now with baseball where where ninety eight's not even that special anymore because it doesn't have the correct spin on it. So um, yeah, I, I'm not a big Ty Madden guy. I mean, he's probably going top ten, so it's he probably won't be there for the Phillies. But uh, I'm not a Ty Madden guy. Uh, and fi- and finally, this guy, he there's a chance the Phillies might take him, and I will like I'll talk myself into him because I I, I do it's what that. What you do, right? It's what you do. I just personally am not a big fan. Uh, but his name's Andrew Painter. He's this high school kid. He's like six six. Um, he's long been the number one um high school pitching prospect, but he's been passed, I believe, um, by Jackson Joby, and I think Chase Petty's better. But um, I you know the stuff. He, again, he's like 96, 97, but it's like it's just it doesn't like jump off the, the 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 table at you. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look dynamic. It looks like it just it's he has good command for four pitches, but 
nothing jumps off the table at me with, with Andrew Painter. So um, you have really dove into this. Oh, I mean, dude. you just gave me you just gave me I was expecting like one guy on each list. You just gave me like four or five guys on your don't draft list. I know. Oh, we only have like four minutes four more minutes. Are we good? It's all right. Yeah, well, you know. I'll go as fast as I can. Okay. A, a soft four minutes. Okay, I'll go as fast. I'll go as fast as I can. All right, guys I guys I'd be okay with Colton Kowser. I'd be okay with him. I'm not a huge fan. Another kind of safer pick, but I think there's some upside there. He's a center fielder, but I think he might be more of a left fielder, right fielder. Sam Bachman, he throws like a hundred, um, but again, not great fastball numbers. Ryan Kusick, who has probably the best fastball in, in in college baseball, but it's like his mechanics are really weird and they just they look off to me. Uh, Will Taylor is a is an outfielder who is a lot of buzz, a lot of helium. Could go top ten, maybe the Mets at ten. Um, but he's super speedy. He's like a, he's more of a speed over hit tool guy. And if I just don't trust that at this point, uh, Judd Fabian, who I was obsessed with and one that if he if they got in the top three, I was like I need him. But he's struck out a ton this year. Still, I would take a chance on him at, at thirteen. I wouldn't be too super upset if they took him, but. Wouldn't be in love. Uh, Josh Baez, I think, is the next Ramos Ramirez. Just hits tanks. Um, and then this McGreevy kid from um, uh, Santa Barbara, 92-94 command guy. So he's command over stuff, but has good feel for four pitches. And same school as Shane Bieber. So, um, I don't know. There's some good track records there with that kind of stuff. All right. Now, guys that I would love. Uh, Trace. This is good. Real quick. Did you say Ramos Ramirez? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I thought so. I thought you said Ramos Ramirez at first. No, I, I said like, Ramos Ramirez. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. I love I love the Ramos. He's a good player. He's guy. actually one of those underrated players that doesn't get totally. Like, he yeah, was a that's monster. Why I was making sure you mentioned him. Like he was a, he was a good baseball player. Yeah. I thought you said Ramos Ramirez. No. And I thought you were comparing him to like another prospect. So I Googled it real quick and there is no baseball player named Ramos Ramirez. And then I put it together that you probably said a Ramos. Carry on. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of pressure getting this in in, <laughs> in four minutes. All right. Guys, I love uh, Trey Sweeney. He's probably an underslot guy. And yes, the, the most confusing part about the Major League Baseball draft is that you can draft players for less than their slot so that you can spread the money out elsewhere. Um, famously, they did this with Moniac. They signed him under slot so they could spread the money out. And actually, Kevin Gowdy is starting to look pretty good uh, down in uh, down in Clearwater. So that's good to see. Um, so Trace Sweeney is this, this shortstop from Eastern Illinois, but some of the best exit velos in baseball. Um, I think he he walked 42 times this year and struck out 20. Um, so I like that kind of player. Mm-hmm. Pey- Peyton Stuval is an Arkansas commit, but man, do I think this guy is just going to be like a 300 hitter for I don't know a decade like I just his hit tool is so strong he's probably the second best he's probably the second best pure hitting high school bat in the draft um but people have him kind of going 25 to 34 range although I mean if you take him there then you hope he can sign away from from Arkansas but um yeah he seems like a guy that I would like a lot uh Will Bednar if you watch the College World Series at all at all I mean I think he's Lance Lynn I think if I had to project him to one guy, I think he's Lance Lynn. Elite fastball, slider is disgusting, needs to develop a third pitch. But, like, dude, against Vandy and in the College World Series, struck out, like, 12 and in six innings. I mean, that's getting the best competition in the sport. So um, I trust a guy like that. Uh, Jordan Wicks, basically he's John Lester. He's, like, a, a shorter John Lester. Uh, he could be in the bullpen this year if the Phillies are in. So um, he's interesting. I, I wouldn't be like super in love with the pick, but I think he's got good stuff. He's a driveline guy. So, you know, he, he gets where the game is going and all of that. Uh, my personal favorite pitcher in the draft, last one before I get to my, my pick and the Ooh, guy that I love, love it. 
My personal fav- favorite pitcher in the draft is Gavin Williams. I actually think he's better than Kumar Rocker. Um, well, buddy. Yeah. So I do. do you think Lighter is better than Rocker? Yes, yes, yes. Lighter's. Okay. Lighter's. So you think Lighter's the best, and this guy's the next best? I no. Well, I think it goes. I think personally, it goes Lighter, Jackson Joby, Gavin Williams, Kumar Rocker, wow. Wow. Will Bedman. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. So tell me why you like him. So he's. He, he, I think he's Brandon Woodruff. I think he's. I think he has a power fastball against Vanderbilt in the in the yeah one of the early rounds of the NCAA tournament. He struck out I think fourteen and he went head to head against Kumar Rocker and lost, but he was he's right there with him. Um, elite fastball was up to ninety nine in that game. Curveball looks like it has good dip to it, but it just seems like a bulldog. So um, I love Gavin Williams and I I think they could sign him under slot at thirteen and then spread the money out elsewhere. Um, and then finally. The guy who I want them to pick, and he's been linked to them a lot. Um, and I think if you're if you're looking for superstar, if you're looking for a game changer at 13, you're looking for a guy. If everything hits, we're talking about a George Springer type player. Like I think I think this guy's upside is Hunter Pence, George Springer, and that is Benny Montgomery. I, I he is he is huge power, huge exit velos, quick twitch, 98 from the outfield is a true center fielder. Which which they need, um, and you know the the big question is 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 making contact. Is he is he going to do that enough? But is he's made pr- progress with his swing changes. Also, he's from Redland High School, um, which is like an hour west of here. Where's number twenty six? Named his brother Chase. Is a diehard Phillies fan, and buddy. and he and from everything oh, buddy. I know, and from everything I've heard, is like a relentless worker. So I kind of I kind of buy stock on that like like it's crazy 98 from the outfield like unbel- like he won the, he won the two home run derbies this year on on the prep circuit and in the biggest stages and he's like got one of the fastest 40 times down the down the um uh, down to first base so he's crazy fast big arm big power you you hope that the contact comes and that is definitely worrisome. But I'll kind of trust the player and trust the upside there. Also, I left out one name. I'm sorry, but Lonnie White Jr. is this outfielder from Malvern Prep, and I think he's the next Aaron Judge. So, listen, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> there's a lot of guys. I am fully endorsing Benny Montgomery. He's the guy. If we hear that on Sunday night, we should be very, very ecstatic. I love it. Benny underscore Mont on Twitter. You follow him. He doesn't follow you. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll so, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm just, you know, that better change. Yes. Especially if he becomes a Philly. Yes. Uh, um, and I know uh, this will be 30 seconds, but uh, other guys in the draft that I love that are not first round picks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Gage jump, like Gage jump in three years is going to be like a, a top 10 pick in the draft. Gage jump is an amazing dude. Name. Amazing dude. name. His stuff is absurd, but he's five foot nine. But I don't care. It's ninety five. It jumps on you. It's disgusting. Uh, Andrew Abbott. It's this little lefty from UVA, but has all four pitches. Uh, really good pitchability and uh, the 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 analytics kind of back up all that stuff. Uh, Ryan Bliss is a shortstop from Auburn who is unbelievable defensively, and I just love the swing. Ryan Spikes, I think, could be Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, his hands are really, really fast. Uh, not sure where he's going to play. Whatever. Mason Black's his kid from Lehigh who has like a 
3,000 RPM slider, which I need. Tanner Allen, I think, is Brett Gardner. Um, he's he was on the Mississippi State team. Leader, I need a guy with fire. How, how many guys are the Phillies drafting? Jack? This is just this is not first round. This is not first round. This is just throughout the rest of the draft. Tanner oh. Allen, Tanner Allen's probably a fourth or fifth round guy. And um, and Griff McGarry is this righty from UVA that has a disgusting slider. So um, that's it. That's the draft preview. I can't wait. Did I do my homework, James? Jeez, Louise, did you ever get Benny Montgomery? That's my takeaway. Um, you are lucky because I have to go take care of my daughter because my wife is going out and we are five minutes past the initial deadline for when my wife was leaving. Uh, but you're lucky that we can't get into your ridiculous Pepsi is better than Coke take, which is just you, you should be drawn and quartered for it. We'll put up a poll from the high ups account. What's better? Coke, Pepsi. And if I, I just I I'm going to slaughter you in this because Coke is so much better than Pepsi. Jack. All right. Wow. Now, before you were really angry about that. Yeah, well, you know, it's time to grow up a little bit. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> no, I gotta go. Kidding. No, Pepsi is Pepsi is delicious. Mostly, yeah, I gotta go. F- Coke is so much better. Uh, draft Ben. Montgomery. Oh,